Hey, this is Jim. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today, I've got a treat for you. I've just interviewed this gentleman, and now I'm recording the introduction to be added to the beginning because I had a chance to get to know this guy. I can speak a little more intelligently about what he's going to bring to the table today. Uh, Before I do that, though, just as a reminder, this happens to be one of those episodes where you can watch the video as well. So if you're watching on YouTube, hey, thanks for watching. But if you're listening, as about 90% of our audience does, listen only on a podcast, hey, that's cool. But just know that this is one of those episodes and we will have a visual to show you. We're going we're gonna to actually look at one of Jason's products today that he sells online, primarily on Amazon. He's got a business that he's grown to about $400,000 in sales per year at a nice, healthy profit margin. He's made some mistakes along the way. He's got a beautiful vision of what he wants his business to be. And pay attention, especially to this episode, if you have any special needs children in your life, maybe it's a family friend, maybe it's in your own family, they've got some incredibly creative products. Mr. Jason, Jason Shea is his name, and he's going to join us here in just a moment. And just as a reminder, all the links that we mentioned today, you can find those at silentgym.com slash podcast. Look for the links to today's episode there because you're going to want to go check out some of the things we talk about. So with all that being said, I'm going to bring Mr. Jason on the screen and into the interview right now. Enjoy. You're going to like this. Hey, before we start the interview with Jason, I want to play a clip for you. This was added into this episode after we recorded the episode with Jason. But this is a very special moment from an event that happened just a few weeks ago. This is where Jason and I met for the first time. He stood up to ask a question in a room full of about 700 people. And I started to figure out who this guy was and realized, oh, this is a guy who's going to be on our podcast soon. So he was already scheduled, but I hadn't had a conversation with him yet. But what stands out from this clip, it's about three and a half minutes of audio from the event. What stands out is the audience reaction. You're going to love hearing how this community stood up and supported him when he shared briefly, about 45 seconds or a minute or so of his story. The audience response was phenomenal. I want you to experience that as a great opening platform for the episode that Jason and I are going to do after this short clip is played. So enjoy the clip. And then we'll jump into the interview together. All right. Questions. There we go. Hi. um, Thank you. First of all, it's my true honor to be at this event. Three years ago, when I uh, first read your um, silent sales machine, that's kind of how I started. And I'm also a coaching student, so I'm uh, definitely uh, can give testimonial to that. But my question is, I am truly inspired by what you're building for the online communities, for um, what I'm trying to do for my private label brand is to create a community for the special need families, the the kids that is affected by autism, ADHD, and sensory processing issues. I have a kid, uh, my son have autism, ADHD. This has kind of been my passion and my dream to create a global community that I can create an impact to all the other families that's suffering and I get a little bit emotional, so if I cry, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> and for the past three years, your podcast and all the information you've been putting out has been my 
the only way to keep me going, pretty much, because um, beside my son, my daughter just um, had leukemia and uh, cancer treatments and everything that was going on was a lot of struggle. And I have a long, very long commute, just like Oscar, uh, one hour in the morning, two and a half in the evening, and that's three and a half hours of driving um, uh, to work every single day. And your podcast and your message has been kind of what is um, motivated me to keep on going because I know I'm not here for myself. And I'm here, I feel like this is my calling for my life. And everything happened for a reason. What happened to my son is for a reason. And uh, I'm also honored to be on your podcast uh, next Friday. Uh, we, have a, we have something scheduled. So. Oh, you're on the schedule. Beautiful. Yeah, well, schedule. I can't wait to hear more of your story. But what I want to do right now with the people who are gathered here, dad to dad, how many of you think he can do what he's talking about doing. He brought his family from Japan. Thank you. So my biggest fear is actually, there's a very big fear in me. I don't know if I really have what it takes to achieve the dream I have. You do. And it's not all inside of you. This, did you see what just happened, buddy? This is how warriors treat each other. We're in this together. This is, this is why Brett and I, at a pivot point that we had not too long ago, said, no, we're not going to cash out and go build a great business and bless our two families. We're going to go all in, chips on the table for a community you're a part of that community. We're in this together. You may have a business that you're running by yourself, but you're still a part of this community. We've got your back. We've got each other's back. Our culture doesn't. Jeff Bezos, we love you, but we know you don't either. You've got Amazon. You've got your employees. You've got your investors. We love you guys, but you can't have our backs. And this is, what, this is something I told a senior vice president of Amazon. He, when they were asking the question, what is it you guys do that we just can't? quite figure out. Because when they get a bunch of sellers together, it's arms crossed looking at each other like they're competitors. When Amazon has an event, that's what they say. That They've told us this. Jeff knows this. Our seller labs, right? He's been, he's heard these same things. What is it we have? We have each other's back. We have a shoulder to cry on. We have some you can call. You're going to be on the podcast soon, you said? Next Friday, you're going to be on the podcast. Guys, what was your, what's this gentleman's name again? Someone tell me. Uh, Jason, Jason, Jason. Uh, Shay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to dig deep and we're going to get into this, man. All right. So the podcast will be out within a month or so of, of this live recording and we'll dig in, buddy. We're going to make it happen. You've taken a huge leap of faith, jumped into this community, changed countries for your kids who are battling. We're, we're there with you, man. We're going to make it happen. All right. God bless you, my friend. Hey, wasn't that fantastic? It was worth going ahead and adding that little clip into this episode. So if you're watching on YouTube, I, I'm sure you were able to see just hundreds of people. It was a standing applause. And for those of you on audio, just imagine a room full of 700 people standing up and almost like a big group hug of support for Jason as he shared his mission and vision for what he wants for his young family. Okay, let's jump over and do the interview now. You're going to love this. Hey, Jason, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. It's really, truly my honor to be on your podcast. And 
you are kind of the person that started me doing all this uh, back in 2016. So oh, that that's so great, man. I love hearing that, buddy. But we've got a great team doing some great stuff. I'm sure uh, it's sure great to have you in this community. Well, tell me your story. I know we were just at the Proven Conference together yeah. as we're recording this, and, and that was tremendous. But I want to hear some of your story. I didn't have a chance to get you to know you real well. Fill us in. Of course. So a little background. First of all, before being a business owner and a dad, I have three kids. Uh, right now it's eight, six, and two. My son, uh, his name's Keanu, he's eight right now. He was diagnosed with autism and ADHD back in 2013. And right after we find out the diagnosis, we're back, we were living in Japan, Tokyo, Japan at the time, but we struggled to find the help and the support for our son with his autism and ADHD symptoms. And we decided to move back to Seattle, Washington to find support. And shortly after we moved back, which is around 2016, I was looking for a way to earn additional income to pay for his therapy because the therapy is not cheap. The behavior therapy you're talking about is usually for, uh, the most proven one is called ABA therapy. is is a behavior intensive one on one behavior therapy that a lot of the parents will try to use for their for their kids. And usually at that time, our insurance wasn't covering that. So I need to figure out a way to pay for it so my son can can be successful in his life. So that's kind of how I started at doing research on how to make monies on the side on top of my day job, and that's how also how I stumbled across your book. Uh, uh, silent sales machines and I learned about all these things you can do online which before me uh, before it wasn't really a possibility for me to even think of before I uh, stumbled across your books and that kind of started my entire journey of online selling and in the beginning when I started I tried every single business model that you list out in the book that might not be the best way for everyone because I tried RA I tried OA I tried wholesale I tried a garage sale, pretty much everything under the sun. I try everything just to see which one will, will fit, will match with my lifestyle, with my families and everything else that's going on. So then I did it for a year. I kind of reached a point of burning out a little bit because I was doing a lot of RA, which is retail arbitrage, and I was buying books from the strip store, from the library sales, and it's spending most of the time on the weekends scanning books, uh, sitting on the floor, packing books and shipping everything out on the weekend. And we're living in an apartment at that time. So there's not a lot of space. I actually need to rent a storage space that I hold all the books to. I, hold, I, will, I will drive around over the weekends and take all the books to a storage space. And that's where I do my work because my apartment, the apartment is too small for me to hold in like a couple hundred books. <laughs> and my wow. wife wasn't really happy for me to hold books around. So. What a compelling story so far. You moved your family from Japan so that your son could get the treatment he needs, which isn't covered by insurance. So you're yeah. spending your, your free time buying books from thrift stores, filling up a storage unit and selling them on Amazon using mm-hmm. you know, one of our retail arbitrage strategies. And yeah, that's work intensive, man. Hauling around books and filling up boxes and shipping them. Yeah, there's some money to be made there. Some people love that business model, but it is work for sure. So the things that dad will do for his kids, man, (laughs) kudos. Uh, Congratulations on being committed to the process, man. That's awesome so far. But uh, okay, so so what point in time was this? When are we talking about? How long ago? 2016. 
So I did it for a year. I did that business model for a little bit over a year. A couple of years ago. Yes, a couple of years ago. And I decided to switch business model in September 2017. And because I just got burned out from the RAs doing that all myself. And I don't really have a team. It's just really just me. And uh, my, my wife sometimes will help packing uh, boxes sometimes over the weekend. But it most, most of it is a one-man team until then. Sure. So what model did you switch to? So 2017, we decided to create our own brand instead. So I have a small company right now. It's called uh, Lucky Kid. And we design and help uh, kids with special learning needs like autism, ADHD, and sensory processing disorders. Beautiful. Spell the name of your company again. I want to make sure people get it. And we'll put that in the show notes too for the listeners. Silentgym.com. Go there to this episode. We'll stick a link right to Jason's website as well. Uh, but spell that for us, for the listeners. Oh, yes, of course. It's L-A-K-I-K-I-D. Yeah, so it's Lucky. L-A-K-I-K-I-D. Yes, yeah. Lucky Kid is two words, yeah. Gotcha. Beautiful. What's that name mean? So Lucky is a Hawaiian uh, way of saying the same English name, Lucky. It's just, uh, it's just a kind of a twist on word. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. Beautiful. Understood. Yeah, we'll stick a link to that in the show notes for the listeners too, so they can go check out your products. And again, this is for autistic children? So it's for kids with any kind of special learning needs for autism, ADHD, sensory processing issues, and Down syndromes. A lot of the kids with those conditions have sensory issues as well. So we create sensory issues like weighted product. And we create different products for the kids to use in the classrooms. Like we have a whole product category right now. It's called flexible seatings, which a lot of uh, general education teachers in, in the general education sit, uh, setting will use as a way, instead of a traditional chair, they can use like a yoga ball. They can use like a wiggle seat or different materials as a way to get the energy. Because if you look at a public education nowadays, you don't get a lot of time besides PE, even the PE is getting, getting really limited in the public education. And that's the idea is to introduce more activities and trying to, it's also called active sitting so the kid can stay active while sitting in the very uh, constrained um, environment of being in a small classroom with 20 other kids. So. I love it. And we had a chance at the conference to see some of your products. You were kind of showing them off and demonstrating them. Just incredible creativity. And I can tell you've got a real heart and passion for this. So I think a lot of people who are listening to this show, if you know any special needs children who have learning challenges, go check out Jason's website. I think you'll find something there. Let's support this guy, man. Just a a great guy with a great story. And I want to get our community behind you. Okay, so I love the story. So you, you went from trying to sell books, flipping used books on Amazon, which again is a good model, but you decided to get your own brand. That was 2017. So, so that's a couple of years ago as we're recording this. It is up to speed. What, what's happened since then? So right now we go beyond just a private label brand. We, just, we are working on creating our own communities like what you have done with the My Silent Teen communities. We, ha- we also run an online parent group for parents with autism uh, that have about 1,600 parents right now in our parent support group. We also run a weekly uh, podcast, kind of similar to yours. Of course, not as good as we're still 
figuring out all the workload. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. <laughs> we'll get you, we'll get the audience built up for that. Hopefully there's a lot of listeners today who who this will resonate and you'll get a bunch of new listeners from this episode. Yeah, definitely. And one of the biggest projects that we are proud to be part of is a project called Sensory Inclusive Initiative. That this is a project that initiated by a nonprofit organization called Culture City. And we it's my honor to partner with a nonprofit. And that's actually a little story behind the nonprofit, which I think is very interesting. Is so my myself, the reason why I started this brand, this company is because of my son, because he had autism. The founder of the nonprofit, his name is Julian. He also started his nonprofit because he had a son that's nonverbal, that's also autistic. And he wanted to create a nonprofit organization can change the world and the perspective of the kids that like his son and my son. So in a lot of way, we share many, very common belief. And is I was, I was honored that I was able to meet him in person last year. I flew to his headquarters, which is in, um, Birmingham, Alabama, and able to have a uh, face, face-to-face meeting with, with him. And we just have so much thing in common. And I really want to help his nonprofit. And of course, his nonprofit is huge. His nonprofit right now is in U.S., U.K., Canada, and also Australia. So his organization is a lot bigger than mine. But what his organization is doing is to create a program to create a true inclusive environment for all kids that have sensory issues. So currently, they have over 300 participating locations, including NBA stadiums, football and baseball arenas, and aquariums and zoos across U.S., Canada, U.K., and Australia. And what the program will do is they will do three things for the arenas. They will first provide staff trainings. So all the staff is very educated on all the potential issues the kids will face when they have sensory challenges and try to watch NBA games. Because what commonly happens is the kids with sensory issues, the noise, the light, the smell is all very, very overwhelming. It's almost to the point that could be painful for the kids to, to be in that environment. So having the right training is very important. Secondly, they'll also provide physical products like uh, noise canceling headphones, fidgeting toys, and a weighted uh, blanket, like a weighted portable blanket, which we help them to design that's currently used in their program. Our blanket that you can actually use by writing on it using a water pen. And that, that's the product I was showing to you. Yeah, I saw that demonstrated at the event. Yeah, I loved it. And let me just put it into my own words. It, it's, I've seen weighted blankets before and I'm aware of their, their usefulness. But this was like a miniature. It's about the size what of, uh, let's say, two loaves of bread, approximately. Yes, that's right? correct. You that's have correct. one handy by any chance? But for those of you who are watching, maybe we can show one off. But um, we didn't. Is that something you could show? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, go grab it and I'll explain it while you do it. Yeah, I, I, hey, I'll take it from here. I'm the pro. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a beautiful device. It's, it's like a miniature blanket, but the child can draw on the blanket and it's easily erased because you just, you, water activates the ink uh, so you can take it anywhere. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool, you can't make a mess with it. You can't break it. It's just a really neat device. But when a child puts that on their lap, right? Yeah, there it is. Uh, when a child puts that on their lap, then it's very comforting, right? That weight. It, it, what does that weigh? What, what was that five, six pounds? Right now, it's three pounds. It's designed for a little bit younger kids. So we intentionally use a lighter weight. A lot of the portable one, I would say usually it's five pounds all the way to 10, 20 pounds. Depends on the weight of the kids. The recommended way that most of the occupational therapists will use 
is uh, I think three to five percent of the total body weight. So, but it depends on the kids. Some kids re re react to more weight. Some kids react to less weight. But it's more than just a blanket. You can actually write on it using a water pen. And once the water dry out, you just return to the original color because the material we use interact with the water. But you also have a weight inside, so you have the therapeutic benefit and also have the educational component. And yeah, draw on it. One, can you demonstrate? You, do you have some water there on that pen that you could demonstrate? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just show it, because for those who are able to watch, I know for those of you who are listening, it may not make a lot of sense, but uh, it's a pretty cool device that he's got here. And if you know anyone that has kids with special needs, help support an Amazon seller, a small seller who's who's growing a business. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. So child can draw and as it evaporates, it just dries and invisible again. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Right. So maybe if, if they draw something really cool, you got to take a picture with your phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not going to be there yeah. very long. I love yeah. it. What a cool yeah. concept. And I think a lot of people are going to want to check out your website as well. But okay, so let's keep the story going. I mean, this is a show about entrepreneurs growing businesses and we look at the family component and sharing you know, the vision. But but let's talk. Let's talk business for just a minute. How is business? You know, how is it going? You know, what challenges are you seeing? What's working well? And are there any lessons along the way that maybe the the listeners and viewers today could benefit from? Okay, so let me just give you a re very recent story. So it happened to us right at the toward the end of two thousand eighteen. We didn't do a very good job on inventory planning, and we got almost completely sold out before Christmas. And as you see, as you can see, most of our products are designed for kids, but selling out right before Christmas is just a very bad sign for us. Yes. And we we didn't do very well at toward the end of last year before Q4. I think we sold out most of the item right before December because of, uh, we have a supplier de delay. There's some production issue with our manufacturer in China. And that is this whole bunch of thing adding to the other. Then we lost momentum with everything that we are doing. And it took us almost six months to recover. It's also one of the lessons I learned is I was trying to do too many things at one time, mm. trying, trying to too eager to grow the company and trying to grow the teams. So at the beginning of this year, we're doing, we're spending money on Facebook ads, on Google ads, on Amazon ads. And we are also trying to launch a Kickstarter campaign for this product I was just showing you. All at the same time with a very small amount of team. Like I only have, we only have like six people in, in the entire team, but six people to run everything that I just mentioned is almost, you just couldn't do a good job on every single aspect. So that kind of the effort kind of flowed flat for the first six months until uh, June. Then in July, I decided to make a decision and tell my team, this is not working because our sales are not recovering. So I decided to shut down everything we're doing on Facebook. We shut down everything we do on Google's and we focus all 100% of the entire team's effort Back to Amazon is where because Amazon is where we started, and right. we are too eager to go outside of Amazon and try to try to make that happen. But we realized if we couldn't focus on the fundamentals, everything's going to fall apart. So after that one month of intense effort, so we we do like ninety percent of all of our listing, including the images, titles, bullet points. We change a whole bunch of images and make sure they will have infographics and also make sure all the listing have a video attached to it. And we also restructure all of the PPC, which is pay per click for people that's new, that uh, we restructure all the campaign. 
And after one month, we see a close to 200 to 300% increase in our organic sales just because of that one month of intense effort and also really refocusing on just one platform instead of like four different platforms. That's beautiful because you'd spread yourself too thin. It sounds like you were trying to go Google ads, Facebook ads, Facebook marketing, Amazon. You said, let's shut everything off except Amazon, which at that point, I'm guessing, was probably your most effective sales channel, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, I would say 80 to 90% of our revenue at that time and even today is still coming from Amazon. Beautiful. So just by spending all this extra effort outside of Amazon, we are kind of losing the big big pie here. So. Yeah. So you focus on that. You cleaned up your listings. Uh, you, you focused in on your pay-per-click strategies mm-hmm. and you made, you made your listings more attractive, right? Did you take new pictures or how did, have you experimented with different picture strategies? So instead of just using a regular product photography, we try to use more infographic because uh, the thing we realize is a lot of Amazon buyers, they just don't read. They only look through the picture and decide to, yes, I'm going to buy it or no, I'm not going to buy it. So if right. you don't have some kind of infographic that indicate what is your main benefit and features, people is not going to read through all the bullet points or the details or the description. And just by making that little change, we see a significant increase in conversion. That's great. So those changes made a significant difference. Do you mind if we share with the with the listeners and viewers the name of your Amazon store? Would that be okay? Yeah, it's the same name as my uh, brand. It's a uh, Lucky Kid. Yeah, L A K I K I D. That's the name of your store. Correct. Got it. Cool. So maybe some people can go by and see some of your listings and see how you've set up with the infographics and that sort of thing, and grab a gift for. a Maybe if you don't have any special needs children in your household, grab a gift for an appreciative friend who I'm sure would enjoy and benefit if they have a special need learning challenged little kiddo in their household. That'd be a great way to, uh, to thank Jason for, for the great tips today. Hey, I wanted to take a quick break in this episode to let you know about our latest sponsor. I'm talking about your tasker, U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R. If you're selling on Amazon, eBay, Shopify, or Walmart, and you have an established brand, you're looking to grow, you need a team. Well, hey, if you're doing $50,000 or so a month or more in sales, you could cut your costs dramatically, boost your productivity by outsourcing tasks like pay-per-click management, listing optimization, customer service, inventory management. That's what they do at your tasker. Again, you are T-A-S. K-E-R. They're managing 250 accounts of great online sellers like you, and they're unique in a few different ways. Everyone on their team is an e-commerce trained specialist, trained in the latest strategies that will make your business grow. If you want to have a free consultation with these guys, which I highly recommend if you're qualified, give them a call. What do you got to lose? Just chat with them. They can help you grow. They've got a great team standing by ready. I've got a link in the show notes today or just go to U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R.com, yourtasker.com. Tell them I sent you. You're going to love these guys. So, all right, how's business, man? Share with me. And what have you learned from this community? Well, you know, share some takeaways. Talk about the event a little bit, even. Yeah, so uh, a continuation of what happened after July is, so August, we, we kind of double, uh, quadruple ourselves, but we run into a new issue. We, we sold out of stock again. 
because of the lead time. So right now I'm still kind of kind of shuffling and trying to figure out how to best manage the inventory going forward to avoid this constant of ramping up and sell out, ramping up and sell out of stock. Right. The cycle of selling out constantly, sure. Yeah. So that's and that's kind of the big thing. And one of the big takeaway I I got from the conference that uh, is really meeting a lot of other business owners and figure out what everyone's challenges is and just uh, sharing experience. And one of the uh, I think the the lesson I take away uh, a lot from is uh, talk about like home and how how to have a business and still balance uh, a family's life. I, I think that's one of the session that your wife was running and that was really helpful on trying to see a perspective from a mom's perspective on having a business because my my wife she doesn't really run the business she she mostly deals with the kids i'm trying to run this business and still have a full-time job so having that right communications is very important and i think that's one of the most beneficial session from the conference to just learn on how to talk to my wife about like what i do here so yeah it's as men and women in marriage we're different enough creatures to begin with let alone when you throw in the factors of one of us is very business entrepreneur minded and you know you're over here in that world and your head is in that world all day and figuring out how to especially when you're home a lot how to integrate family into that and there yeah it's it's a beautiful dance when it's done correctly but yeah, that was a great session for sure. And, and I think we're going to be seeing more content out of my wife, Andrea, in that arena because it certainly is a popular session at our events. I love that you attended that event and, uh, and, and learned some valuable tips. So was your wife with you at the event? I don't think she was, was she? No, she was not. It's just, it just me because uh, we have three young kids at home. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, any other takeaways from the event or any other moments that stood out to you or lessons? I think one of another big takeaway for me is uh, the keynote speech. You talk about the three things you can do right now to change the business. I believe is uh, you need to uh, he, uh, Daniel Lappin is uh, Daniel Lappin. Yeah, a very popular keynote to write down like a daily journal and have appreciations. And that, that's something I, I still haven't been started doing yet. So that's something I should. Yeah, a, a daily journal. Uh, appreciation, start your day out, writing them down, and then using your mouth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right, was the third one, where if you don't feel comfortable and confident speaking to others or speaking in front of groups, you need to get good at that as a leader. And he gave us very specific strategies for how to do that. And I've certainly benefited. And uh, I've grown far more confident behind a microphone or in front of an audience as a result of the strategies. It's very simple strategies. But yeah, that was certainly a, a a beautiful event. So glad you were there. And for the listeners who are thinking, hey, what's this event they're talking about? Theprovenconference.com has details. The next one's not till July 2020. As we're recording this, seems like a long way away, but we've already had 200 people lock in and register with our pre-registration offer. I think it's going to be huge. You plan on coming back next year? Yeah, definitely. Right now we're planning the trip uh, around, the, around the summer. I think this next year is actually going to be earlier, which is going to avoid the school season rush. Yeah, July 21st through 23rd. Maybe you can bring the whole family. Yeah, yeah, that's what we are thinking right now. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Have, uh, have your wife sit in Andrea's session and, and uh, experience, you know, because it is, it is an interesting dynamic having an entrepreneur living at home or working and living from home with the family nearby. There's, there's some things you have to navigate and figure out. Yeah. 
that's pretty cool. Well, what about your story? Share, if you don't mind, share some numbers, share some more lessons. Now I want to give some folks a, a few more takeaways from, from the experiences that you've had. Sure. So business right now, last year, we, we do a little bit about 300,000 last year. And uh, the year before that was 2017. It's also around 300,000. So we have been plat- plateauing a little bit. And this year, we are, I think we are on track to do 400. Depends on how well the Q4 we can do and make sure we don't get sold out of stock again this time. Yeah, we're coming up on Q4, right? So, so managing the stock, hopefully you've got a little better dialed in this year. And that can be tricky. We've, it's happened to us. We've had both things happen to us where we didn't have anywhere near enough stock and we sold out completely of a very high profit model. And then you order too much and it's sitting in your warehouse, right? That's the game. That's the constant game, right? But yeah, so what are your margins on this three to $400,000 business? What are your profit margins? The gross margin is about 40% roughly. The net margin, it really depends on how much advertising we spent that year. You could sure very close to zero because I think earlier this year, we spent way, way too much on Facebook and Google. And those wasn't really good return on investment. Hmm, interesting. So you had some struggles there. Well, we have content that the proven audience formula content, you shouldn't be spending a whole lot of money on Facebook ads. Create content and that attracts your audience and you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. That's some of those strategies we teach in the proven audience formula. But actually, we've got some new content. Just yesterday, Jason, we did a promotion to part of our audience and generated about 500 new prospects for our community spending no money. That's our proven community formula is what that is. Because now we're talking about, as you mentioned earlier on, and maybe this is a good topic to kind of hit as we start to wrap up this episode, but the power of building a community. And you mentioned earlier, and I would encourage listeners, if you know anyone who has a special needs, learning challenged child in their home, join the community. And we'll put a link to it in the show notes. What's the name of your Facebook community for that? By the way, It's called As an Autism Parent. Repeat it. Ask an autism parent. Ask an autism parent. Yeah. Is that correct? Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So we'll stick a link to that in the show notes. Send me an email if you would after this so I don't forget. We'll yes. stick that in the show notes. But the point I'm making is we're learning a lot about how to grow a community. And the My Silent Team community that you mentioned earlier, we call it MST. That's the community of people that listen to this podcast. If you go to silentgym.com and click on our Facebook group button there, you're going to that's the group you're going to join, 53,000 of us as we record this. But that is truly a powerful asset of, of everything that we do around here because it allows us to relationships to form, ideas, new ideas can float. That's, that's what fuels our live events. That's why we get people flying in from all over the world, attending our live events. Uh, we introduce new products there. But we've learned a lot about growing a community. And I'm excited to share... Uh, I've got some new content coming that's going to be completely free and I'll get you in on it early, Jason, so you can check it out. But it requires, uh, it requires having some, some leadership philosophies in place to allow that to truly take off and happen and, and for things to happen the right way. So for those who are interested in that, I can't say I've got any links for you or anything at this point if you're listening to this show, uh, but it is content that I'm working on. It's a project I'm really looking forward to rolling it out and and Jason, I'll be sending that your way. Here within the next few weeks, I hope to have a good piece of that recorded and done. I think it'll really help you out. Because 
the community can become the core asset of what you've built. Not so much your products. Yeah, yeah. But the community, the list of people who listen when you speak, that will become your asset instead of guessing about products. Yeah. Because you can go to your community and say, hey guys, we're thinking about coming out with a new concept. Mm-hmm. We're looking at design A and design B. What do you guys think? And they'll tell you. We do that sometimes, yes. Right? How much would you spend for product A and product B? What features would you like to see? And now all you have to do is give them what they're asking for instead of guessing, right? That's part of the beauty of, of having a community. Um, that's one of the many benefits. But I think you're well on your way. You said what, you have about 1,600 people in your group right now? Yes, that's correct, yeah. In your Facebook group? Hopefully a lot of people from after hearing this and seeing this they'll jump over and join that community as well. So be sure to send me that link, Jason. I want to send people that way. Okay. Because we don't have any autistic children in our family, but we've had some learning, special needs learning. A couple of our adopted kiddos had some special needs with learning and I'm going to be checking it out myself for sure. Uh, but hey, any, any last lessons, any final thoughts that you want to cover before we start to wrap up this episode? I think I really want to share because you always talk about like bringing that home. Currently, I'm not at that point yet. I really want to come home, but the business right now is not big enough for that can afford me to do that. But I just want to encourage all the dads out there, but in particular, well, mom included, of course, but you can always figure out to find those extra time within your day to work on the business. So to give you an example, I have a very strict life routine. I wake up about 4, uh, 4.30 every single day. Wow. And then I get to work because I have a long commute, about an hour in the morning, two and a half hour in the evening on the back uh, from, from work. So that's three and a half hour I'm spending in the car every single day. The best way I'm using that time is I usually either will be having a meeting with one of my team members or have a, doing a prospect call with potential partners, or listening to podcasts like well, like your podcast, or listening to ebooks. But it's, I'm always trying to figure out what is the best way to use my times. While there's always going to be some kind of idle time within your day. I mean, I don't really watch any entertainment now. Like I, I like I think Daniel Lapin also mentioned that in his keynote speeches to blocking out all that entertainment because that's all noise. If you really want to create a life that you really want to live. You need to sacrifice some of that in order to exchange for what you want to build and become in the future. And that's what I have been doing for the past three years to have. I mean, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm really committed to create a lifestyle that I can support my families and also help other families that's kind of in current, um, facing the similar issues that me and my wife was facing with special learning challenges to, to empower them. And my long-term dream is I really want to create communities and help family back in Asia because that's where I'm from. I'm from Taiwan. My wife's from Japan. In Asia, the whole concept about mental disabilities is a taboo. People don't talk about it. People hide it and just pretend it doesn't exist. And I really want to change that entire culture of like, it's just a way of thinking that people back in Asia is not open-minded. But what happened is the kids suffer. The kids that have the, uh, the special learning challenges, they are not getting the help they need. They are not getting the support they need. And me and my wife faced that firsthand when we're living in Tokyo, one of the largest metropolitan, one of the most advanced city. But when it comes to therapy for mental disorders, we can only find like two therapy centers. Wow. For the entire metropolitan area. That's just crazy. Just imagine how much family that's there that's 
suffering from this identical issue that my son has, but not getting the help they need. I know a lot of families actually flew all the way to California because there's a lot of like special like doctor, a doctor that you can see. But how about all the, the families couldn't afford it? They don't have an option. So I really want, it's really sad for me to see that. I'm just fortunate enough that I have the opportunity to move to U.S. after everything that happened, but not everyone living in Japan can do that or living in other Asian countries can do that. Well, just from one dad to another, man, what a compelling story. And I'm so glad you're finding the the resources and the help that you need, but that's not enough for you. Inside your heart, you want to help other families. You want to see other dads get to come home. You want to be home. You want to help other families with special needs children and change, shift a culture. And it's a big vision, but I think you're the right guy for the job. I've met you. I mean, one of the moments that stands out to me at the event was, you know, you just stood up and and for just a couple, for a minute or so, shared your vision and had the whole room give a standing ovation. Yeah. Because we, we, we just, we sensed your heart. You want this badly. And we want it badly right alongside you. And anything we can do to partner with you, I think there's some people listening to this program. They're going to see this later. Maybe it's two or three years even after this is recorded, sitting on YouTube. And they're going to track you down and contact you and say, hey, I love your vision. I love your heart. Let's do something together here. I, I want to place a big order, right? So anyone who's in a position of influence in communities where there's special needs children, give our friend Jason a shout. Track him down. We can help you find him if you need help finding him and let's make some big things happen because that's, I love your vision. I love your heart, beautiful family, be a great dad doing what you have to do to serve well, man. And, and kudos to you, buddy. Great, great time spending some time with you today. Uh, I'm challenged by it. Your schedule is a lot rougher than mine. I'm not getting up at 4.30 a.m. every day with a two-hour commute <laughs> to and from work, buddy. Uh, yeah. I'm at a different stage, though. You know, my kids are older, and, and I went through that period of intense, focused effort. You all, everyone has to go through that. You're in that right now. But it's a season. It's a season. And then you'll come out into that blue ocean where it comes a lot easier. Those days are coming. And I can, I can tell by your commitment, your passion, your focus, you're focused on the right things. You're building the right relationships. It's inevitable. Your success is inevitable, my friend. And you're already succeeding by most people's measure, but you've got bigger goals. So I'm excited to see how it plays out for you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for the encouragement. And uh, just by listening to you and being part of the community has been one of my driving forces to keep on continuing because everyone have their own story. Everyone have like this... Uh, homeless mom that was able to build a business and buy a house. And there's a lot of incredible stories of different entrepreneurs from all walk of life that is able to make a difference. And I think if everyone else can do it, I'm, I'm sure I can do it too. I just need to be committed and, and follow, follow through with what I'm trying to build. Well, you, you've got a company that's sold $400,000 this year on track. You're doing a lot of things right, my friend, and it's going to get a lot bigger from here. So keep, keep plowing forward. We're here to support you. Our entire community is. And uh, I think you've encouraged a lot of people today. I think you've challenged a lot of people today. So great work. Thanks for, thanks for being on the show today, Jason. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one more thing I wanted to share is uh, of course. It's also another journey. I think it's also common because uh, while I was building this entire business, is my daughter was diagnosed with leukemia at the same time. And that was oh, a goodness. huge treatment 
is a two and a half year treatment of chemotherapies. It's going to hospital every single week. And that was a very, very stressful like moment for, for myself, for my family. I can't imagine. Yeah. And I was still trying to build this business on the side. So I think that's also one of the reasons why the business plateaued it uh, for, for a few years because there's too many things going on. I was, I couldn't really grow the business to beyond what he was doing. So, but I know a lot of other families that's going through not just cancer, but any other like life threatening diseases or conditions that don't be discouraged. I mean, I think that's always a light at the end of the tunnel that uh, fortunately my daughter just finished her chemotherapy earlier this year. She's in remission now. But oh, good. Two and a half year was was almost like a nightmare for, for my family to go through all that. And uh, I, uh, but just being through the, all that is, is very, is also very, I guess, empowering in a way because I think it was given to, to us because like, I, I believe, I think you, you won't be given more than what you can handle. So I think this is everything that happened to my families. My daughter with leukemia, my son with autism, all these things that's happening. It's all given to us. So it's motivated me to create something that I can, that's going to be a lot bigger than myself, my family. Like you're talking about the circle of influences. And that's what I want to feel and able to influence more people through the work I work. I'm, I'm building and dedicated to it right now. So. That's incredible. You know, that's why I call this community business building warriors because we're the people that, the business builders, we are the people who get up and no matter what life's throwing at us, no matter what circumstances we're facing, you know, sometimes we get knocked down and sometimes we stay down a little longer than we should, but we get back up, we continue forward, we keep serving. You know, that's a lot of family uh, drama. That's a lot of negative circumstance. You very easily could have just curled up into a little ball and said, someone else take over. <laughs> but you didn't. Yeah. You fought anyway. You continue to build and maintain anyway. And I would say, you know, you call it a plateau. In my mind, you, you climbed a huge mountain. Here you are fighting leukemia with your daughter and holding your business steady. That's a mountain you just climbed. That's not a plateau. So congratulations, man. And to your, to your incredible wife. I mean, you guys just sound like an amazing couple. You've fought some battles now. Uh, the rewards are coming. And I hope this podcast episode plays a big role in that and in, you know, the awareness of what you guys have to offer and the vision that you have. I hope a lot of the right people are attracted into your community as a result of what we've done today, the time we spent together. But it was sure a pleasure hanging out with you, Jason. I, I really getting to know you a little bit. And like I told you before we hit the record button, there's anything we can do, please let me know. We stand by ready to assist as we do for all the business building warriors in our community, man. We love doing this. So, so yes. God bless you, my friend. And to all the listeners who hung out with us today, we've sure appreciated it. This was time well spent. I hope you're as motivated as I am now. I feel like I'm going to add about six more hours onto my day work <laughs> because I want to be like Jason. Man, that, this was a great episode. So all the business building warriors, you know, we're in your corner. We're here with you to support you and all the links we talked about today. One last reminder, jump over to silentgym.com slash podcast and look for this episode. You'll see links to all of Jason's products, all the stuff we talked about today, his, his Amazon account where you can go see how he set things up and support him. Snag something, right? If you're listening to this, 
as when the episode comes out, grab some Christmas presents from from Jason's store today. That would sure be cool. Help him sell out of all of his inventory. Let's let's cause that problem for him again this year, guys. How, what do you say? All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. We'll do this again real soon. Bye to all. Thank you very much. Hey, one last thing before I let you go. I want to remind you about today's sponsor. Big thanks to your tasker, spelled U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R dot com. Go to their website, get a free consultation. If your business is selling more than $50,000 per month on eBay, Amazon, Shopify, or Walmart, and these guys can help you with those daily tasks and you can really grow. It's time to get a team. Give your tasker a shout and tell them I sent you. Thanks for sponsoring the show today, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.